This week on Indivisible Westchester, the podcast, DemCast. We talk with DemCast about their mission to amplify grassroots media and how it can help us in 2020. Lori Coleman and Brooke Nadell join us over the phone to talk about DemCast. DemCast is grassroots media by the people, for the people. Ladies, thank you so much for talking to us today. What do you mean by that? Uh, It's great to talk to you. Um, So this is Lori Coleman, and I'm the digital director for DemCast. And, you know, what we mean by grassroots media is that, you know, we have identified that there is a lack of places for people to put out their opinions and their perspectives on what's going on politically. I'm sure that you've seen really a death of local journalism in your areas you know we used to have county papers or small city papers and and really those those things have gone by the wayside right uh, we, we used to could write letters to the editor to talk about what we didn't like about what was going on you know politically we don't have that outlet anymore um and there's lots of like places that this stuff is scattered around on Right. There's the individual websites and people's blog sites and, you know, um, just Facebook posts. And but if I'm an average person who wants to know what's happening politically in my state, it would take a lot of work for me to figure that out. Right. And so what we envision Demcast to be is a place where the grassroots can talk about what's going on in their state. And that's why we have dedicated state pages Mm -hmm. um, on our website and that we work with partners um, like yourself and many other types of partners um, throughout different states, both in the traditional, you know, Democratic uh, part, local parties, um, the statewide parties, but also, um, you know, the social justice type groups. Um, individuals who are experts in their field in that state, where they will have a place, a home base, mm-hmm. you know, to post these things, and and where people could go if they want to know what's happening. So it's like a clearinghouse. It, it is. We we call ourselves both. We both curate material, so we look for what's you know in the news. Um, locally, if there is something happening, where we could you know cross post that. Um, and we also have people who submit original content mm-hmm. to our page. But I think what makes us different than, let's say, Medium or Daily Coast or places like that, where because there are places where grassroots people can, can post their stuff, right. is that we have a dedicated team for each state that makes sure that it doesn't just live on our website i see that it goes it goes out to our facebook state page it goes out through twitter um it we are dabbling in instagram Mm -hmm. and we have plans for some other social media places as well how did this idea how did this idea originate how did it come up so um Nick Knudsen, who is our executive uh, director and our founder, uh, he is a, an activist in Portland. He is a writer, and he had his own blog 
um, going in 2017 and 2018. And a lot of people just started coming to him saying, hey, can I put my opinion about what's happening on your blog? And he would say, well, yeah, sure. And then he would look, you know, at the local Indivisible uh, webpage and see something happening that was he thought was important. He would put it on his blog, and then he has a, a large Twitter following, so he would, you know, tweet about. He would tweet those articles out where people could go and read them, and he really identified just from that that there was a strong need um, for, for a place that people could go to for their content. I see. So what's the response uh, been so far? Um, it's, it's been amazing. Uh, we launched our website in mid-September, and since then we've had about 85,000 visits to the website. Mm. We have generated about 600 million impressions mm. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you were to monetize that... On, on Twitter alone, it, it's about a four and a half million dollar impact. Wow, wow, that's um, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 we're just building our teams now. And when did just, you get started? Just, right. So that's another good question. Like, when did this all start? When did this roll out? Well, we incorporated in July. So Nick and I have been working on this together for about um, about a year. And um, my, my passion is really teaching people how to be effective on the digital side. Mm-hmm. So as digital director, I'm in charge of recruiting people to our teams and teaching them how to use Twitter in a way that's effective. Um, and uh, we have a, a, a model that then helps that, which we can talk about later, but um, so, yeah, we incorporated in July as a 501c4. We, we felt it was important to be a nonprofit uh, organization. We, we want to make sure that, that we are grass, you know, we are funded and we are um, managed by a team of grassroots um, activists. None of us are professional political <laughs> people. Um, I like to say, me personally, I was radicalized in 2016. Right, right, um, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I like, I think I was. Why a is that, Lori? I'd have no idea. I find yeah. that shocking. <laughs> I, I, something <laughs> just happens. I flip, you know, I switched this flipped, and uh, um, you know, but I floundered around for a while. I didn't know what I was doing, um, and and some good people kind of took me in and taught me what to do. And then, you know, so my background is really managing teams and, um, you know, and doing adult training. And so that just seemed to flow nicely into what we're doing now. Um, So uh, that's really how we got started was with with the incorporation in July. Again, we we launched the website in September. Uh, Late, we we started building our, our captains um, in our states through October um, and we're still working on that. We have a, a structure where we have three different kinds of captains in each state. We have a social media captain who helps manage the social media teams. Mm-hmm. We have uh, outreach coordinators or outreach captains who look for grassroots partnerships 
um, and develop those partnerships so that we can support each other. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have content captains, and those are people looking for podcasters and you know uh, writers and graphic artists um, who are interested in contributing content to our website. Uh, so those those teams of captains work together, um, and and once we are getting those kinds of people in place, we're we're adding the volunteer. Um, they're all volunteers, but we're adding those um, social media amplifiers. We call them dim casters, uh-huh. like broadcasters, <laughs> right? Um, and and they work, you know, to you know share things from our Facebook page, or um, they you know tweet out the material that's posted on Dimcast. Right. Um, so, it, and a really easy way on Twitter to know what's happening in your state is to look for the Dimcast hashtag. I see. So. Um, particularly, let's say if you're, you know, in New York, if you look for Dimcast NY, then you'll see what the teams are flagging as things that are important for New York. Right. And so Indivisible Westchester is now a proud member of the Dimcast network. Yay. Yay. Big shout out. Big shout out. Brooke, if I can bring you into the conversation, why do you think it's important that this kind of political activity be grassroots? Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I think about this in terms of, um, well, sometimes I call it the ladder of engagement, right? Uh-huh. Like, we all started, I, I think like you guys, I, I don't know about you, but I, I started knowing nothing, right? And I, uh, I jumped in even later family separation, I got activated, radicalized, and I've just been building skills ever since, ever since then, um, you know, and just trying to figure out how to, how to canvas, how to, how to knock on a door, how to make a, how to run a phone bank, and we're, I think we're all just building up because we see how much is at stake, and we want to, we just want to be more effective, we want to be more efficient, we want to train up people in the most important activities and you know so I think you know Demcast to me um, sometimes Nick calls it infrastructure I think it's just it's a it's a really important way to enable activists to talk to each other to understand you know to just sort of like sometimes we call it a hub like a, just a place to sort of find out what's going on um, you know and, and just like we're, we're building coalitions to build power, and this is just an incredibly efficient, important, and sort of well-strategized way to do that. Um, and the fact that it's grassroots, the fact that no one's getting any money for it, that no one is, um, that there isn't some big billionaire that has an agenda, this is the agenda of literally every single activist, every single Democratic Party member, every single volunteer, their, their personal agenda, like their, their local politics, their local races that they care about the, um, you know, all the way up obviously to winning the presidency and, and, um, sweeping these elections. Um, but it's, you know, there, there's nobody who gets to say, you know, I, you know, just, you know, I think the way that the right wing works their media works is that it's got to be in service to an agenda in service frankly to money and what protects that money and we need we need it to be clear of that we can't you know that won't work for the democratic party and that won't frankly work for the moment that we're living through um 
you know, that they, they would get to dominate simply by virtue of all the money they have. I mean, and that's sort of why Facebook has just proven itself to be so inadequate, much as I use it, rely on it, but like it's it's clearly not living up to the age, you know, and the, and the I guess the sort of, well, you know, the kind of crisis, the, the level, the amount that's at stake for right now. Right, and I feel like the 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 left is very far behind the right, and when it when it comes to messaging, when it comes to rapid response, when it comes to all of the things that basically are needed, and in, in my estimation, to save democracy. I mean, these are vital things: getting the messaging out there, the support, um, the information, you know, driving the narrative. This is something that the other side does really well, and I always feel like we're trying to catch up, and so. You know, the, the things like this feel like a huge necessity in order to try and advance what we're trying to do, which is basically save our country. One of the biggest yeah. parts for me, just from getting involved, is I'm not a Twitter person. I'm not a social media person. But just watching over the last month, understanding the strategy involved is really helpful. It's, it's, I think it's been incredibly important for everybody who's just gotten involved to understand yeah, the, what is that strategy? Yeah, what is you the know? strategy? What would that be? What do you mean by that? Well, Lori should talk to that. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, have at it. Well, I, I think, you know, again, that hashtag strategy is, is very helpful because it allows really anybody to get it. You don't have to even know how to tweet if you can do a search on the hashtag and then like and retweet the, the things that are important to you. And, you know, it's not, we don't have any sort of mandatory sharing of information. Our teams share, you know, what they can support and get behind, um, you know, because there may be things that they disagree with and that's okay. We don't, you know, we, we don't require our people to get in line. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just, just knowing what we face, um, you know, this, this month, they, uh, there was an article from CNN talking about how that um, Trump and his allies have spent $33 million in Facebook and Google ads in the last year and a half. Right. And that's um, way more than, than any of, if you add up all of the Democrat spending together, you don't get anywhere close to that. Mm-hmm. So that, that messaging, and that, that's really what spurred um, Nick and I to push forward with this. Um, and, of course, we have a great team um, now, and, it, and it, it's not just us. It's, in fact, we're the least important people um, because it's the teams that do it. It's the, it's the, the mass collective of us working together that's what pushes this narrative forward. Right. Um, and, you know, so just like what Brooke said, being the infrastructure and being, you know, to me, I'm more of a coach of, okay, how can we make sure that we get our message out? And, you know, I don't like being on Facebook either. In <laughs> fact, I, I pretty much abandoned Facebook after mm-hmm. 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but you know what? We we have to go where the battle is. Right. Where and, is the battle? So what are you saying? Right. Where is the battle? We're, right. We're in the battle. And so, 
you know, but if we all just say, well, Facebook is terrible and we're all leaving, then that leaves some very vulnerable people Mm -hmm. that only are seeing the Republicans' messages. Right. 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 And so there's lots of, you know, older voters that are out there that are on Facebook. There's, mm-hmm. And Facebook is, frankly, much easier to organize. And, you know, from a candidate perspective, it's much easier to organize um, events and canvassing and all of that on. And, and they're, so they're going to use Facebook. And so we have to be where the people are. Right. Um, it's a necessary evil almost. Yeah. Facebook is how I look at it. What's been the response so far to what to Demcast? Uh, extremely favorable. Once people understand what we do, it usually takes me about two minutes to, <laughs> to explain the model because at first they just sort of look at me like, well, you know, there's lots of places that do that. But then when I'm finished, they're like, oh, my God, nobody's doing that. And I say, that's right. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we want to make sure is that our website d- does not have advertising. And we do that on purpose because when you are all about the clicks, then the temptation is to go with clickbait headlines. And we're all tired of that, right? We yes. want it to be <laughs> factual. <laughs> we right. want it to make sense. We want the headlines to match what the content is. Um, and then also, we don't want to go behind a paywall. Not, not everybody can afford to, you know, um, subscribe. And we need everybody. We need the poor people. We need the, you know, the regular people. We need the wealthy people to and to have this information um, at their fingertips where they can be the most effective. Boots on the ground opportunities as well as fighting back on the digital front. So, um, ladies, tell me, how can people get involved if they want to learn more about Demcast or become a member of Demcast, get their group behind Demcast? How do they find out? How do they do this? Well, it's super easy. Uh, if you go to our website, which is DemcastUSA.com, there's a Get Involved tab, and you will see all of the ways that you can get involved. Uh, you can join us as an amplifier. There's a quick form that you can fill out saying you're interested, and we will get back with you. Uh, we are still recruiting for state leadership team. Um, so we would be glad to add, you know, additional captains into our group. Um, if you're a part of an organization, you can partner with us. If you'd like to s- contribute content, one of the things we've just added, which is an events calendar. So we would love to see all sort of events added because as, as someone who, you know, I'm in Tennessee and if I go to Tennessee, I want to see what are, what are all the things that I could do? Could I go meet a candidate? Oh, there's, a, you know, there's a candidate meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that way you can, a lot of times I hear from people, oh, I didn't know about it. Right. Right. I would have done that, but I didn't know it was happening. Right. So having that like conglomerated, um, you know, protest vigils, um, you know, coffees, um, you know, meet and greets, all of those things um, can go up on our website. Great. Ladies, Lori, Brooke, thank you so much for joining us today. 
we again are proud members of the Demcast Network. I think it's a great idea. I am a big believer in messaging, the importance of mes- messaging and getting your information out and informing and educating the public and activating people. And I think that what you what you guys are doing is so very important and I thank you. It's our pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening to Indivisible Westchester, the podcast, proud member of the Demcast Network. Find us online at indivisiblewestchester.org, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Most importantly, keep on resisting.